All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Special One Cards. This is episode 10. It's like I've been here a decade. Crazy. Um, anyways, glad to be back on again. Again, I appreciate everybody who has supported me on the show and who continue to listen as well. I really do appreciate it. Hopefully, um, we start to pick up more viewers or listeners, I should say, not viewers. Um, but wanted to uh today's episode probably might not be as long as they normally are i don't have a lot to talk about i got a few things to talk about hoping for next week to have a very nice long show with some information um a bunch of information in terms of the world cup and things of that nature so today we'll go over a few things uh one of them i'm going to talk a little bit about kind of the the economics going on in the world right now with cards, uh, economics in the world in general, and how it is affecting our market uh, in the soccer uh, space. Going to talk about a prospect that I'm watching as well. Uh, Bringing that back, try to bring back weekly with somebody to kind of feature and talk about. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm purchasing all the cards or buying all the cards. In some cases, I do buy the cards, but I don't always buy them all. So, um, I just like to feature different guys every week just so we can kind of take a step back and look at some new up-and-coming talents that are in the game. Next thing, uh, I am going to be at the show at Hofstra on Saturday. So if anybody else is going, please hit me up. I'd love to meet some of you, talk to you, talk a little soccer, see what you have. I'm not sure if I'm going to really bring anything with me um, in terms of things to trade or buy. Just trying to kind of figure that out at this point um with that being another two days away we'll see what happens uh, in terms of in terms of what i do that and then lastly we're going to do a um a special edition of hobby rants uh, in this case uh i'm going to call somebody out um somebody that's uh attempted to scam uh scammed a friend of mine has tried to scam me oddly enough he did buy a card for me and I'll discuss that as well. And he scammed another person who's actually hit me up on Instagram. Uh, again, hopefully this person can come out, make things right, uh, address the situation. And I don't know, just come out and, and try to rectify situations, correct them so that people don't leave a bad taste in their mouth. This is a problem with the hobby. You have these situations where People take advantage of people that they don't know what they're doing in certain situations. And part of it is also kind of why I'm leading into the talk today about the economics of kind of our in- our industry right now, the, the card industry, specifically in soccer cards and other sports cards as well. But I want to talk a little bit about that. I want to kind of talk a little about economics and the way economics work and what's going on and how economics can impact a lot of things. So we all know, we've all heard that there's serious inflation going on in the economical system. It's not just in the United States. It's a worldwide kind of epidemic. Not to use that word again, epidemic. We've gone through that already. But we have an issue that there's a strong inflation right now, very high, causing a lot of kind of uh, unstable markets. Uh, you, We've seen it with crypto. We've seen it with the stock market. We've now seen it with cards quite a bit too. Cards took a little longer to act, react to the market and what it's doing. And, you know, it's something I kind of want to discuss today. And that's part of the reason why some, maybe sometimes people are doing crazy things for, you know, 
in terms of desperation and what they're doing uh, in terms of selling cards, buying cards, etc. The one thing I do want to kind of advise is that with the market kind of seeing a downturn, there are opportunities. You just got to be smart. And this is one of the things that I've always talked about in terms of going in low risk with a high ceiling, high reward. There's still plenty of money to be made if you're in it to making money. You can still collect. It doesn't really impact you. You may be buying less than you have before. So take that with whatever it is. I mean, depending on your economic situation, you can do different things. You don't have to buy everything. You can buy less. You can buy more. You can do whatever you do. I know with myself, I've kind of noticed myself taking a step back lately and not buying as much. Um, I recently... You know, I've been buying here and there. Uh, I'm being a little more picky about what I buy in terms of what I'm looking at. And part of that reason, too, is I have a child on the way. So it makes things a little more complicated when you have a child on the way and having to uh, prepare for that piece of it, right? So that's a little bit different. But in terms of how the economic the economy is kind of uh, impacting everybody, obviously, you're hearing about massive layoffs. You're hearing about prices increasing on certain items uh probably actually the majority of them we've seen gas prices what they've done you know one of the things that i've looked at um from a macroeconomic point of view and some of you may not understand how this works so i want to kind of explain a little macroeconomics to you guys you'll understand it kind of in in about 15 seconds all right so when the federal reserve when they increase interest rates right you probably heard the term before where they were decreasing the interest rate the federal funds rate that is to basically implore you to save more money. So when they raise rates, that doesn't mean that all your mortgage rates, credit card rates, things of that nature are going up, going up in percentage points, which sometimes it does affect it, uh, most of the time actually. But when they reduce the rate, you see also the other rates come down as well. So what that's meant to do, the federal funds rate, what that does, when they increase the federal funds rate, the interest rates, they are increasing and imploring you to save more money to combat inflation. In an economy where inflation is high, the government, the, the ruling body wants you to spend less money. So what that does, it gives financial institutions the measures to pay out more money for money that you're saving, okay? Contrary to that, in the past, you had rates decreasing. Primarily during the last president term, we saw rates decrease. Uh, also during the second to last pre president's term, we saw rates decrease too as well. What that was imploring for you to do was to spend more money um, where you could potentially be trying to fight off other economic factors, right? So that you don't save too much. So when your banks are paying you like a half a percent, you're kind of like, why should I have my money there, right? So that's kind of kind of a macroeconomic kind of grand view of things. Now, how does that impact, how does that impact the card market? All right. So I thought a little bit about this this week, especially with PSA announcing the reduced um, grading fees. SGC came out, reduced grading fees. That tells me one of two things, and I could be really wrong here. I could be really right. I could be whatever the case may be. Now, that tells me there is less demand for grading. What does that mean? That means that there's less cards being graded. Although PSA in their announcement said that they have more, more uh, let's say support, more square footage to support the increase in grading. Uh, 
I actually find that kind of funny and weird in the same respect. We know they acquired space in New Jersey, but I've also heard rumors that some people were laid off. I heard people were laid off from SGC as well. I've heard various stories. Don't know how true those are, so don't take don't take that um, as serious, right? So what that means, we have less cards being graded, less cards coming in, so prices are dropping on grading. How does that affect the overall market? Well, if the market's coming down and card values are coming down, less people will want to grade cards. That means that there's less demand primarily. So that's a, you look at it, you could think it could be a good thing, right? You might have uh, the ability now to send more cards in and especially if you're a collector, you're not going to care about that news. That doesn't mean anything to you because, oh, I can send more cards in now at $18 a card and get my cards back in 45 to 120 days. I think that's what they've quit the quoting. So, um, and I've noticed that obviously when I did that show a few weeks ago, I didn't see a lot of buyers. I saw a lot of sellers, a lot of selling going on. Now, I'm also hearing card shops are paying a lot less money um, on comps. Some of them were before paying 70 to 80% on comps. Now I'm hearing 50 to 60%. So the market is reacting to our behaviors and to what the economy is doing. So macroeconomically speaking, it's coming down. It's affecting everybody, right? But again, if you're a collector, it doesn't impact you because you're even if you are a collector and a seller, right? I think everybody, once you sold one card, you're a seller. Let's just call a spade a spade. You have to look at it from the perspective that, well, I'm collecting, I enjoy this. I have some cards that I like. I have some cards that I sell. I just listed a bunch of cards on eBay, for example. And my goal there was, I like these cards. I don't love them though. Uh, certain things I keep, such as like Ronaldo inserts, like at a Merlin, at a stadium club, you know, the newer stuff. I, I, I like some of that stuff. So I keep it as a collector side, right? I want to keep those cards because I enjoy them. The other aspect is the selling market is just not there for a lot of people. I mean, I saw it at the at the trade show. I'm seeing higher end stuff not be as liquid, and that's a whole other discussion. Cards that are liquid, cards that aren't liquid. Um, so you got to think about those perspectives and and kind of, you know, really figure out where am I um, going to be in this in this spot? How do I how do I have longevity in the hobby or stay in the hobby? Let's face it, people are losing interest. The flippers are kind of being eliminated because the opportunity isn't there right now, or maybe it's gone for them. I don't know, or they moved on to something else. So consider those factors in an economy like this that you may have that situation come upon you where you have to make some tough decisions. Maybe you lose your job. Maybe you have a child on the way like I do. Luckily for me, I don't need to be put in a position where I need to sell everything and move out of some of the stuff that I have. So just a word of caution for many, um, you know, be careful uh, in, in part to that, but also there are opportunities right now. So you can get in if you're doing, like I always talk about the long-term play, right? Um, and when I talk long-term in this hobby, we use the six to 12 months. And I think six months is actually long-term for this hobby, but I'm talking more of the, uh, year to, to four year kind of term. So a lot of the stuff that you have, you know, may uh, increase in value over the long term, not in this necessarily short term. 
I actually, from what I see right now, I'm going to tell you, I think wax is going to come down. It's starting to, I think I see that trickling down. We've seen that in the soccer wax too. We've seen wax de- decrease quite a bit since, let's say, April or May. Wax prices have decreased, uh, not, uh, not on the secondary market, I should say that. We've seen singles decrease. We've seen a lot of things decrease. Uh, primarily what's driving a lot of the sports cards is new product. When new product releases, it comes out at a high, a high price. Uh, just because people want to be first, they want to have something first. They don't want to be second, you know. So kind of a fair warning for everybody, and I kind of warned you guys to this uh, weeks ago in terms of doing the long-term thing versus the short-term thing. I think it's important um, to think about the long-term, not the short-term. And then also not position yourself in a place where you can't sell, uh, where if you have to sell, you can only sell at 50 to 60%. In some cases, and I've actually heard some hobby shops getting paint 40% on comps. So if you think about that, um, and I think many of the hobby shops are looking at it from the perspective that, well, I have to buy at 40% because this market's probably going to drop another 20 or 30% in the given month. So we hope that doesn't happen. I can see that happening, though. I can certainly see that happening. Very dangerous time right now. Just be careful what you're buying. Uh, I do see opportunities in the lower end stuff, especially if you're collecting because you enjoy the cards. You know, base is fine. Base is cool. I don't. I like base too. Inserts are cool. I like some inserts. They don't have to be short numbered or SSPs and boxes and things of that nature. Enjoy. Just enjoy what you're doing. Enjoy collecting players you like. Enjoy collecting national teams you like. Enjoy. Enjoy collecting whatever you want. Right. Be a fan. You're a fan of the team on the TV. You can be a fan of the cards too as well. So. Um, I do see a lot of opportunity in kind of the slab area where I kind of really hang out in, which is the, you know, the 50 to two, $300 slab area. There's a lot of opportunity there, especially at $18. Can't beat that. If you get a nine, obviously you're kind of, you might be in a little trouble. Uh, right now the market still with the nines is potentially an opportunity as well. I've talked about that. I think it is an opportunity. I still do believe that, uh, it gives you kind of a way to negotiate a little more given the fact that nines are pricing in some cases, just a little more than raw right now, which is ridiculous to me. I figure raw pricing more matches more with PSA eights than nines. So just kind of a weird type of thing to talk about on here, but I wanted to bring it up. I thought that was important uh, for people to understand what I'm looking at, what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing the market develop into, et cetera. Um, You know, we see it, you still see high end stuff, selling you know not great but it's still selling and the part of that is because of the scarcity everybody wants scarce items they don't want the base like i said or they don't want um high numbered parallels you know uh, hockey for example upper deck in their extended edition they released some high numbered parallels that were numbered to 29.99 that's a lot right i can even see the tops products panini products that are numbered the, the ones that are numbered to 250 to 299 to 199 being kind of not very desirable because we feel like that's a high print run, even though it is not. So look for opportunities where you can get in at a nice little price and buy those things for long-term plays. Not, I'm going to sell this in three months or in a month or in two months or 
or if you're waiting for the World Cup to kind of blow up card prices, I don't think that's going to happen. I think with the World Cup, I think what's going to happen, I think I've talked about this before, that you're going to potentially see what happens in football every week. You have certain players that come off uh, great games and their cards are in demand, and you have to be quick to sell them and post them. So I can see that happening with the World Cup. Again, dangerous game to play if you're speculating. Uh, If you are going to be doing that, I would suggest you buy something that you like. That way, if you can't sell it, you could still enjoy the card and keep it. So just that's my quick, like, two cents on that. And, um, you know, wanted to give you guys kind of a heads up for that. This week, uh, in terms of what I bought, what I picked up, uh, really didn't buy much this week. I um, didn't buy any singles on eBay this week. I was looking for some stuff, but didn't buy anything. I ended up buying some blasters at a local card shop i bought two blasters of merlin chrome and i paid the dreaded resale price of 55 bucks each and let me tell you these blasters were terrible uh, my goal tomorrow on friday morning is to kind of go out hit some of the uh, local targets i have about one two one two three i got about four in the, like a 25 mile radius so i'm going to check them out see if they got any merlin chrome at the regular $25 that I can buy and rip. Um, And if I find a bunch of them, I'm going to rip them all. I'm not even going to try to uh, break them online. I just, I mean, they do very well online breaking those, but I just don't want to do that. I haven't been able to really open any, so I'm going to, I'm going to rip and if I can find them, obviously if I find them, usually when I do go to Target, if they don't have them, I end up buying hockey like a fool. It's considering I'm doing the EPAC quite a bit. So that's just kind of a quick, uh, Quick two cents on that. World Cup sticker progress. I've started to buy some packs, which is great. So if you're missing any stickers, let me know. I do owe somebody some stickers that I can look at his checklist for what he needs to, to get those to him. I haven't forgot, uh, but I am starting to do that. I am looking for the hardcover if I can find it. If anybody has any insider knowledge on that, let me know. I haven't looked again today, but I will look online again for that. I'd like to get the hardcover for the stickers. I think it's just a really cool piece. All right, guys, uh, next uh, piece of the episode here. I uh, want to talk about a prospect uh, this week uh, from Serie A, uh, plays at Udinese. Um, I believe I've spoken about him before. Uh, I can't even recall if I have or not. I think at some point, once January kind of hits, we'll go back and review kind of our prospect list from the first episode and see how we did and maybe go back and look at the prospects that we've kind of tracked every episode to see how we've done in terms of what we've thought about how they've performed if they've lived up to the expectations or not maybe i'll give them grades we'll give them special one cards grades and um so today going to go into syria in italy uh primarily we're going to udinets we're going to talk about 24 24 year old number nine striker from portugal he's actually from guina basu but uh, grew up in portugal funny to think this guy too two or three years, I can't remember, was playing in the third tier of the Portuguese league. His name is Beto. He is a number nine striker. Unions, like I said, he is 6'4". He's a big, big, big player. Uh, Great acceleration. He's very strong. He's very good on the ball, which for some number nines is usually a problem, but he's very good on the ball. Has great speed and acceleration as well. He has scored five goals this year. He's played in nine appearances. He started four times. Last year, he had um, 
11 goals, I believe, in 29 appearances. He is also uh, considered by many to be the fastest player in Serie A. He's been clocked in at about 21.8 miles per hour. That's pretty fast for a player. So, um, you know, I've been watching him, not because uh, obviously he's got that Portuguese roots, but he is an excellent player. Uh, when he was playing the third tier in Portugal, you know, he was very raw. Uh, he then played at Portimonense in uh, the Portuguese uh, first division and looked really good against them. I mean, the first time I saw him against uh, Porto, I think he looked really good uh, for a player. And I was kind of like, where did this guy come from? Anyways, but you can find his cards in uh, this year's Chronicles 21-22. He's got three different cards in there, right? So for me, usually um, the rookie ticket's always the one I want. That's the card I love. I love those cards. I think they're great. He's got a rookie ticket. It's number 299. He's also got an Illusions card, which is a really uh, nice card as well. Card number 194. And I imagine those cards are going to be really difficult to grade. So take a look at them. I haven't really kind of delved deep into buying them yet. And then he's got the absolute card number 58. I do have one of his Astro cards, which is I'm happy about, but I kind of want something a little bit nicer, obviously. So, but I do like the absolute Astro. It's a nice card. Uh, rookie ticket is my favorite regardless. So, but UD Nitz continues to uh, discover a lot of talent. You think about the past, uh, you know, Alexis Sanchez, Samina um, Hanovich, R- Rodrigo DePaul, guys like that. So, Unions is a kind of a little factory that quietly grabs these players and then, you know, develops them further. Beto is a perfect situation. That was a very raw player. I mean, he was playing in third division in Portugal. So think about that for a second. Now he's all the way in Syria. Latest rumors of him, though, are that Everton is considering uh, trying to acquire him. So we will see if that holds true. I think he'd be a very good player in the Premier League, given his size, his speed, his strength. Um, so we'll see if that happens. And I think, uh, it'd probably be fun to, to see that there. So that's a prospect this week. So we'll touch back on that, see how he's doing. Maybe in January, we'll check back and review kind of all the prospects again. Like I said, um, quick thing for you guys. If you guys are not following me on social media, yet, I am on Instagram at special one cards. So special one cards. Uh, I am also on whatnot occasion. I haven't broken on there in a while. Hopefully breaking there soon again. Uh, maybe next week we might have some older product to, to break and have a little fun with. So follow me there as well. If you guys can throw me follows, that'd be great. And then again, send me any questions or, you know, hobby rants, wishes that you have. And we can kind of broadcast them here to the community because sometimes if you don't speak what you'd like to get or you're looking for, you can't get that. When you speak things into existence, they come true. I firmly believe in that. And it's happened with me with the Gonzalo Ramos. Um, when I got that card. So um, one of my hobby wishes this week is I want to get a box of that Jose Mourinho Special Ones Platinum set that Tops released. Unfortunately, I'm not going to pay resale for it. I just don't want to. I'm trying to position myself not to put myself in that position where I have to pay over triple or double, two and a half X or what the cost was. I just, I don't know. I believe in that set or that that product, but I don't want to pay that because I really want it. Uh, so I'm going to ch- try to take a step back and just say, let's chill out. Let's figure out where we're going to go from here and we'll get them. Right now, I think those are about $250 to $280 online. Uh, a lot of them are listed and I think they haven't received them yet as it is. So I would kind of chill out and not um, 
try to uh, try to buy any. And I see I see those prices coming down to probably about 180, 190 or so in, in the giving in the next four to six weeks. I think I think you'll have that onslaught rush where people are going to buy them, and then we'll see what happens. For me, I'm looking for that Mourinho card to come out of it, the auto, which I think is fantastic. So. That's one of my hobby wishes. So if you, if any of you guys are kind enough and want to hook me up, uh, I don't mind paying a little over. I, I definitely don't mind paying a little over. But if you want to hook me up with a box at a fair cost, or if I have something that you're looking for that we can trade, or I can give you something to get some discount on one of those boxes, I really would appreciate that. Um, so again, hit me up if you have any insight on that. I, I'd love to kind of get into that. All right, guys. Part of the episode here that you really hate to hear it. You really hate to see it. You really hate uh, talking about uh, scams and people that aren't doing the right thing to help their people in the hobby, things of that, things of that nature. So it, it pains me to talk about this. Um, I'm not going to use any uh, names here uh, in particular. Some of you guys may have seen that on my stories. I posted a story. Last night, I think uh, I'm recording this piece today. I'm adding on to the episode on Friday. And this is why it's been delayed a little bit because I needed to talk about this a little bit. So I had a friend. He sold a Pedri card. He's a kind of just started selling on eBay. Didn't realize um, that he shouldn't refund somebody until the card is returned. Uh, the buyer at the time, which I'm going to use the buyer's username on eBay. Um, Carl's underscore 2021 sent a message to him acknowledging that the Pedri auto that I had actually pulled from on a break was damaged. Um, so my friend said, okay, uh, return the card and we I'll refund you not knowing what to do on eBay. He just refunded the guy, uh, cards underscore 2021. And the card was never shipped. So obviously, my friend didn't realize he shouldn't have done that until the card was received. So it's kind of a mistake on him. And now he knows better. Uh, but I think in the form of being a good human, a good person, you'd send the card back regardless. You know, you got the refund, you can send the card back. It's a Pedri Auto as well. So kind of a, a decent, like, $100, $120 card, right? So kind of pain-seeking. Now, here's the interesting part I found out. I later find out that the same person had bought a Fati from me, uh, an Ansu Fati Bean Team Auto that was number 199. And I received a message. Uh, I think I talked about this briefly a few weeks ago that he wanted a partial refund because the card was damaged. Now, I looked at the message that was sent in eBay, and it almost verbatim sounded like the same message that he sent my friend. Which leads me to two things, uh, that this person is really trying to either get cards cheaper and acknowledging and saying these cards are damaged, blah, 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 blah. Listen, two things. If Pedri wasn't damaged, I pulled that card for him, and I trust that my friend would have mailed that correctly so they wouldn't incur any damage upon transport. My Fati was not damaged. There was no dent on that card. I asked for better pictures. He never sent better pictures. He just took random pictures, and I couldn't see a dent. So... I started kind of diving in a little bit more. Um, and after my post last night, 
I had somebody else email uh, on Instagram or send me a DM. Harry Kane Cards, give him a follow if you haven't followed him. He actually messaged me as well, told me he went through the same situation. He had uh, sold a card um, and never never sent it back either. Um, also, the message that he sent him was very similar to the same messages that were sent to my friend and myself in terms of getting a card back or, excuse me, getting a card for uh, give me a partial credit or partial refund. Now, what, and if I remember this correctly, the Fatih, I think I sold for $55 on eBay, which was a steal, right? Um, I think comps on that card were like 80 to 90 bucks at the time. So I was, I told him, I said, you're already getting a steal. Like, I'm not going to um, give you any more. He said, well, I want $20. I said, well, I want you to send me the card back. Um, initially, he said he wanted $20. I said, no, the most I can do is 10. He didn't want that. I said, all right, send the card back then. Then I messaged him back and said, okay, because he had opened the case against me. I said, okay, I'm going to give you the $20 back so you can close the case and I'll just refund you. That same day, uh, I had seen what he had done to, that's when I caught wind that he had done the same thing to my friend and I didn't do that. So I just, he went crickets on me. I've messaged him on IG. Apparently he's got two profiles. I don't want to name his name, but it seems like the, the profile Carl's underscore 2021 on eBay is the same profile, the same person for Mia Ham and Cheese. And I know a lot of you have bought in from this particular individual, Mia Ham and Cheese. Um, I don't want to uh, bring up his name, his actual name. I don't want to get in that situation because we're not sure if they're the same person or not. But I'm pretty sure from looking at it, it looks like it's the same person uh, here. So running two different profiles, using one to buy cards and trying to get discounts on cards and trying to, uh, and it looks like he does this with autographs primarily. So really a shame that this is going on in the hobby even today. I don't know if that's a sign of desperation or what it is. Um I haven't explored enough on the Instagram profile. Somebody had sent over to me for one of those uh, accounts. Uh, I have his name. Some of you know his name by now, but I haven't dived in yet into his Instagram profile to look at if there's any pictures of cards that have that involve any of the uh, individuals are affected. Fortunately for me, I didn't hit refund or I didn't refund him or I didn't give him a credit either. I said, you can return the card completely or do nothing. Um, and th that was cricket. So, there's a game here, guys. You guys got to be careful. Some of these guys are trying to be smart with people and taking advantage of people incorrectly. I did get a phone number for this guy. So on behalf of my friend, I did message him and say, I suggest you get a tracking number to ship that Pedri back to him tomorrow. Uh, and if not, I, you know, I didn't threaten him or anything, but I said, if he had gotten me some tracking today, I wouldn't have gone in this episode and talked about this. So um, the, the, the account that is being kind of the don't want to call him a complete scammer but a guy that has not shipped cards back to two different people i've talked to is on ebay it's carl's underscore 2021 so be careful buying from him goes by the name of john shelp in lakewood colorado that's where the cards were sent to so um and i said i was going to name names but i named the name right there so it's just it is what it is um but just kind of a heads up on this. I have not reached out to card porn yet about this, waiting for the uh, that, that person to get back to me uh, and, and talk to me and try to clear up his name because I'm not sure if it's the same person. 
So that's kind of the issue. So that's, that's why I don't want to bring up the other person's name. But John Shell, Lakewood, Colorado, Carl's underscore 2021 on eBay. That's his username on eBay. Is the guy that scammed two people out of cards, not returning their cards, but they he did get their refund. So just be careful, guys. It's important. And I hate to do this on this episode. It's not a longer episode today, unfortunately. But it's always pains me to be a deliverer of bad news, uh, of warning people of what's going on with these scammers or uh, potential scammers or people using two different profiles. And again, I'm not saying it's the same person, but from every account that I'm looking at uh, and from everything I'm, I'm kind of examining here, it looks like it is the same person. So um, just a heads up, uh, you know, if you have any questions, shoot me a DM on Instagram, happy to answer any questions, happy to facilitate some of these fellows that have had their cards not returned to them. Uh, I know Harry King cards kind of just reached out to me and I said, I'm going to try to get it back for you too, as well. So um, if this has impacted you in any way as well, let me know. We'll put this this guy on blast or, or female or whomever it is to get your cards back to you. So again, guys, thank you for being and listening to the episode. Um, again, if you still, if you do have cards to send to PSA and you want me to send them for you, I am a collector's club member. So that $18 uh, submission is still live right now. So I can do that. Just hit me up on, on IG and I can instruct you what you need to do. And we'll go from there. All right, guys. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Special One Cards. Don't forget to follow me on Whatnot at Special One Cards. And also Card Ladder did retweet. Uh, not retweet. This is me. They shared my uh, my Mbappe post. No, was my Mbappe post? Which one was it? No, the June Pedri post, which was really cool for me. Um, I can finally tell my mom I made it in the card world. I'm only kidding. I still only have like... What do I have for followers? 1,298. So still a slow kind of build. But guys, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. If you're at Hofstra, hit me up. Let's let's get together down there tomorrow and, and talk cards and see what you got, if you have anything for trade. All right, guys, make sure you take care of yourselves. Remember, if you're not first, you're last.